Hello, friends. Welcome back to the Deeper Daily Podcast for the 19th day of November. I'm Paul. Thanks for joining me as we continue our journey in the Gospel of Luke. We've arrived at the end of the temptation experience in the wilderness where Jesus is led by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil. Now, we're all the way up to the final verse of this before Jesus begins his Galilean ministry. There's just this transition point in verses 14 and 15 from the wilderness temptation experience to the rejection at Nazareth. So we'll handle the, we might handle the transition point at the end of today, but I, man, I just could not squeeze that 13th verse into the story yesterday. It looks like it's just a verse to end the story, but I think it's so much more. Listen to Luke 4.13. Now, when the devil had ended every temptation, he departed from him until an opportune time. Let's start with the fact that the word temptation is also the word testing. And Jesus has went into the wilderness to be tested of the devil. And the devil has ended every testing. And that might indicate that there's more than the three that are listed. You know, we have turn the stones to bread, cast yourself off of this temple, bow knee to me, I'll give you the kingdoms of the earth. These are just representative, perhaps, of all of the temptations that you and I undergo. Jesus in a wilderness place, the lowest you can get, he's fasted, he's tired and weary, and that's the moment where he is encountered by the accuser. Once all of those testings are finished, then the devil departs from him, but then there's this amazing phrase at the end of the 13th verse, until an opportune time, which means, and this doesn't get enough of our press when we we ministers or Bible teachers teach the temptations because we, we limit them. We, we limit it to the wilderness as if once Jesus comes out of the wilderness, the temptation time is over with. No, Luke wants to make it clear that this isn't the end. It's just the end for this season. Until an opportune time tells me that Jesus undergoes more temptation than simply the temptation faced in the wilderness. And it also tells me that the the devil is about timing. He's about finding the right time to attack you, to come against you. And if this wilderness temptation story tells us anything, that timing has to do when when you are weak, when you are at your lowest, that becomes the opportune moment for the devil. Why does Jesus have to go into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil other than to show us that in wilderness places, when it's dry, when we're hungry, when we're at our worst, we're at our weakest. We're at the place where we can undergo the worst temptation. And yet, life is not about avoiding wildernesses. It's not as if what we're called to do is never find ourselves in the place of temptation. Now, Paul warns us not to give place to the devil, which seems to mean don't intentionally walk into the space that you know you're weak. But life is about navigating wildernesses. If you don't realize that, you just had not lived long enough or you're not paying attention. You have to navigate moments where things don't come easy, where you, you're at your weakest. The redemptive aspect of this is that Paul says in the Corinthian letter, 
that when I am weak, then I am strong because his strength is made perfect in my weakness. So the great irony is that the devil finds opportune moments to come against you when you're at your weakest. The irony is that when you're at your weakest, you're actually most susceptible to the grace of God, to the strengthening of God. Because it would seem that the opposite would be true, that whenever I'm at my best, then I'm at my strongest. But the truth is, is that when I'm at my weakest, I'm my my most dependent. And being the most dependent on the grace of God gives me the strength that I need to face off with the enemy. Now, all of that is the practical side of our journey. You know, we, we have to live this out. It's not just theory. You, you go through your own wilderness, find yourself in trouble, temptation finds you, then you have to live out the fact that in your weakness, he's made perfect, that his grace is sufficient for you. And you have to lean into that because if you don't lean into it, then you're prone to doing whatever the enemy is tempting you to do to get your way out of a wilderness because there's two ways out. One is the shortcut way. Turn the stones to bread. Bow the knee to the enemy. Throw yourself off the temple. Give in. The other way is to endure the test, accept the strength that God gives in the middle of your weakness, and walk out the other side. But you'll realize that in either case, there's going to be more. Because he departs from Jesus until an opportune time. That's the practical. That's the you and me. But let me talk about Jesus for a moment. What a great way to end. Always end with the centrality of Christ. True Christological teaching puts Jesus at the center of the story. What verse 13 of Luke 4 tells me is that even Jesus had times when he was prone to temptation. And these times overtake most of us but they are defeated by him. They don't have to overtake us. That's the beauty of God's grace. Grace is not simply to step in when you have failed. Grace is to step in when there's opportunity to fail and to step into victory. Hebrews 4.15 says, We do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Listen to 16. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Why do we go to the throne of grace? Because it's when we are in our testing and in our temptation, at our worst and at our weakness, that we need the grace of God like never before. Here's the transition text, verses 14 and 15. Then Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, And news of him went throughout all the surrounding region, and he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. So Jesus is making almost a circuit, going synagogue to synagogue teaching. And that will lead us back to Nazareth in one of my favorite Jesus stories. We'll begin to work on it tomorrow. God bless.